Hello everyone and welcome to Opinions of Mine, episode 3. Episode title, Daring Greatly. Now, some of you will be like, oh, I know what you're talking about. You might know part of it. Uh, some some be like, okay, I don't know what's going on, so let, let, let's explain. So in the past days, mm, I've been um, dealing with a bit of anxiety, which is which can happen, and uh, the beautiful thing is that now we know how to deal with that. So, I mean, usually part of the process is just like to be in a safe space and read a lot, watch a lot of things, do a lot of coloring books. So I've been watching a lot of Netflix, and there is a new uh, Brené Brown uh, special on Netflix, And uh, if you're not familiar with Brenna Brown, Brenna Brown is a, a sociologist uh, and uh, she's been studying vulnerability for the longest time. She has, I think, one of the most popular TED Talk of the history of TED Talk. And she's also, uh, I mean, she's been writing a lot of bestsellers, of course. And um, the first one was called Daring uh, Greatly. As she explains in this uh, special, but she has explained in also other um, interviews in the past, uh, this uh, Daring Greatly um, quote comes from uh, Theodore Roosevelt, from a Theodore uh, Roosevelt uh, speech uh, that, uh, I mean, that, Let's just read it and then we, we see. Uh, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbled or where the doer of the deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again who knows the great enthusiasm, the great devotion, and spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph or high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory or defeat. So, um, this... Uh, is used by Brenner Brown to explain that um, courage and vulnerability go together and that being courageous sometimes, not sometimes, most of, basically all the times, means to be vulnerable because you have to expose yourself to a point that can get other people to attack you and kill you and whatever, whatever, whatever. But that's the main expression of courage to allow yourself to be that vulnerable. So uh, I have to say that I think in my entire life, I've been somebody who even with the struggle has been daring a lot. And that's why I think a lot of people never liked me. But the difference between the past And the present is that in the past, the fact that people didn't really like me would affect me that much. And it's like, that's the issue when you are dealing with like anxiety and depression. It's like other people's judgment can kill you. Uh, 
I was in that space for a long time, but in the meantime, I was wondering, especially lately, why I would always find the way to get somebody to attack me and say or say things to me that would put me again in that space of of of, of depression and in that space of feeling rejected or in that space of feeling not worthy. And that is connected to a lot of things that are related to my past. And that's what I've been working on and that's what I overcome. And that's what now made me a different, not a different person in terms of character. I'm still the same person, but a different person in terms of how I deal with these things. So um, let's go back to the 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 how this this started i i, I thought about this episode <clears throat> immediately after i was at the um, connection concert for the hungarian cultural week which is this beautiful event that every year uh, sena dagadu organizes sena dagadu please uh, all the artists i mentioned i would try i would put them in the credits but please try to check them out because Here we're talking about some amazing people. So Sena Dagadu is Afghanian, Alf-Hungarian, and so she created this beautiful connection between the two countries that every year has a cultural week, but also a beautiful uh, concert to end uh, this kind of celebration. So this year was extremely uh, good, and I think it was one of the best concerts I've seen in a very long time. And uh, I think that my favorite artists... Uh, were on stage and um, behind them there was a full horn uh, orchestra, uh, violin and a full band and uh, it was crazy to see hip hop perform like that in Ghana and then there was the fucking party mm, it's, it's, it's spelled F-O-K-N fucking party from the fucking boys which are one love the Cupola and Mensa. One Love and Mensa are uh, these uh, two incredible artists uh, that they have separate careers, but also they come together as the fucking boys, which we love very much. I actually love them since day one. Like everything they do from beginning to end, um, I, I really love it. Like I admire it. I don't love it like, I mean, i also had a crush on Mensa since the first time I seen Mensa, but that's another story. And I mean, I'm old, so I'm not going to uh, to think about uh, my crushes. But uh, no, but like jokes jokes aside, like the value in terms of music of this music and art of these two human beings, which is like amazing. Uh, One Love is an incredible entertainer. Is um, is always reminded me of the kind of comedy that really makes me laugh so much and it's the Monty Python and it's the flights of the Concords and it's like this kind of British humor that is like some people just like don't understand but makes me laugh so much like when I go to a One Love concert I laugh for days and I've always admired him and and then at some point I say something on Twitter that he doesn't like and he comes after me and I'm still in that space where I'm like well let me just like now uh, make, make the the fire bigger so we can enjoy it and so I reply even in a worse way and so anyway since that moment which I think it was a couple of years ago we don't talk to each other we just like we're in the same circles we look at each other from distance and it's like 
oh my god i don't like the fact that this guy hates me but i mean i i can understand and whatever um but then another epiphany if you want to think about it like that so in the previous episodes we've been talking about moments and that's a bit like the the, the light motif of of the season it's like there are moments that if we are ready enough to receive can change our lives and usually these moments are related to people that we don't even know how long they're going to be in our life but if we listen closely they might give us the key to access some specific things about ourselves and about our life so do you remember i spoke about that meeting in the airport in episode one with this person that i i mean i know that it's going to be my friend forever now and and he was there in that specific moment to remind me that i was a beautiful soul and i was a beautiful person and that he was happy that he met me and that made me start my process of being like what have i been doing like i forgot that I was a beautiful soul. Like, I felt so ugly for so long that I forgot I was a beautiful soul. And then there is another moment, which now it's becoming more and more clear and dear to me that happened in New York, where in the, in, in the process of going around and meeting people that I was supposed to meet, I met a new unicorn of my life, which is becoming a very dear friend. And I, I'm very grateful for that. And it's opening a whole other, I mean, world of uh, conversations and possibilities, which is amazing. And then I identify another moment in this process that it was a very beautiful moment. At least for me, it was very important. I'm going to be cheesy a little bit right now, so be careful. Uh, and it was when over Christmas, uh, I was um, to a, a One Love concert with some friends. It was a very small place in town. And... Um, mm, And so there's a break and Will Love comes to uh, say hi to my friend. And I'm there just like as usual, pretending that I don't know him as we do all the time. So just like being there and waiting for him to, to go, right? And that time actually says hi to my friend. And then he, he turns to say hi to me. And, and it, like, he moves like he's about to hug me, right? And me, I look at him like, uh, Will Love, it's me. It's like, did you realize... And he was like, yes, I know Miss Donati. He's like, and he looks at me like, come, like, give me this hug and just like, let's end this, right? Now, I am so grateful for that moment that it's difficult to explain how, I don't think it's, it's possible to explain how grateful I am, but I would try to explain instead why that happened because I know exactly why that happened so we've been discussing the fact that I was angry my entire life I always say like that I've been angry my entire life when I stopped being angry this happened it was it was that specific time over Christmas end of the year I dropped I dropped that that heavy stone that I had on my belly since forever and and I think people started feeling that that my energy had shifted now 
this is something that you might believe or not. But I think you should believe it because if you analyze whatever happens into your life, sometimes you might realize that it's clear that the things are connected. So, so, uh, when your energy is aggressive or is negative or comes from a place of anger, even if you are there with your smile on your face, trust me, other people's energies will feel that. So even if you are there and you're not, you're not verbally attacking anyone, actually you have your fake smile on your face probably, at some point somebody's going to attack you and you're going to be there thinking why this is happening to me. But if instead of thinking why this is happening to me, you start looking inside of you and try to read your own energy and see in which place your soul is, you might find out that you are in a very angry place. And that's why people are reacting like that with you. So that shift in my energy, I think helped other people to come closer, even unexpected ones which probably were just waiting for me to be less angry to take a step towards me. And I think that's why this thing happened in that specific moment. And I'm very grateful for that. I, I've been discussing with, the, with one, love, one Love a little bit this. And um, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm extremely grateful. But I also asked, asked them what made you change no, your opinion or, or anyway, your, uh, your uh, uh, connection with, uh, with me. And he said two things. The, the artists I'm working with and supporting, so it's sort of like if they <laughs> accept you, it kind of means something, I guess, which is, I'm very grateful for that. And then he said time. And that made me think again that most of the time when you are daring greatly, you are not going to be understood. You're not going to be loved immediately. And most of all, you're not going to be accepted and loved by everyone. And that is going to keep happening and happening and happening. But time will reveal the people that actually took time to decide to read through the surface. Maybe even think about if she's behaving like that, maybe there's something hurtful that is in there. And so I'm not going to judge. I will just try to understand this doesn't mean that you're going to become a best friend with everyone. But what I'm saying is that daring greatly is going to put you probably in an uncomfortable space. Probably in the other thing that you do when you're daring greatly, you make people feel uncomfortable. And that's part of the game. 
And so when you make people feel uncomfortable, they will not accept you immediately. They will actually try to reject you. So the thing is that when I was in that space of, in the, let's call it the dark space, right? When you are in the dark space, every criticism, every word of non-acceptance just make you go deeper and deeper in the darkness. But if you are able to make that shift happen, that non-acceptance is not going to touch you anymore because you are going to accept even criticism by the people that you know are daring greatly as you are are you not going to be touched anymore by the people that are not out there as you are? It's very easy to judge behind your Twitter handle. It's not the same to be in the arena and be like, you know what? I don't like what you're doing, but I respect what you're doing. I don't have to like it, but I respect it because you are daring greatly. And this was the beautiful feeling that I had during that concert. And that's why the idea of this came up. Because what I saw on that stage with Senna, Senna is such an inspiring woman. What she Even her performance is something that is women empowerment. It's like the way she's a woman is women empowerment. Like she doesn't have to do much. She's just like the way she's a woman is empowering for other women. I don't know if she knows how much I admire her, but I mean, now I'm saying it publicly and, uh, and she's incredible. And she's an incredible musician. And she's an unbelievable singer. And uh, I really think that it's time for the art, these artists to come out big. And I know it's coming because they deserve it so much. And then on that same stage, there's Warlasi. Warlasi is, is, is a dear friend. And he knows that even when um, I express my criticism towards what he does, it's, it's because I really know that he's going to get huge achievements and I, I really want him to be ready kind of and then there's Manifest which I admire a lot and then there was uh, One Love and, and Mensa and then in between them I was so glad that uh, the artist I work with which is Ria Boss which is my soul sister was invited to perform with them and she gave another one of her incredible performances so all the people on this stage are people who are daring greatly in their life. And I can see it because it's sort of like, it's this famous energy recognition kind of thing. So that was also like why I was so upset when I knew that uh, for something I said in the wrong way, well, love now wouldn't, uh, wouldn't talk to me. It's because I've always admired 
the same that and I recognize that energy and so uh, what was so beautiful during that concert is that I feel the artists on stage were sharing this beautiful energy and the way they were able to capture people was just like insane it's not was it wasn't just about being fans of who was on stage it was about being embraced I don't know it's it's a very I mean probably it's not the, the most straightforward for, uh, straightforward music review of a concert but it's it's what I think it makes it special it's like I could do a whole music review talking about the insane level of music knowledge on that stage like the band it's ridiculous the 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 orchestra is just like we're talking about professional incredible musicians all of them and then when we go to the, like the, the single artists they they are so good in what they do all of them the singers the rappers the performers uh mensa i don't even want to talk about the level of music um maestri is that a word i think so uh like we're we're talking about music genius and i know i get excited very easily but here we're talking about music genius so i could do a music review of that but any other person with music knowledge can do that music review so i leave it to the actual music bloggers but i want to talk about an energy review is is that something that exists is like the beautiful energy the powerful energy the love and daring and courageous energy that was on that stage that night i've not seen it in a while and i'm so grateful that i was part of it and i was grateful that i was part of it in a way that connected with these artists to also a human level because i admire them really a lot and i'm so happy that i was part of that for a little bit so when you dare greatly it's it can be very very difficult that's why you have to find the way to be in the right space in order to to i mean in order not to hurt yourself i feel that's that's the the main issue so or oh wait so i think getting hurt is 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 part of the game in life but you have to be equipped you have to be ready to manage that hurt in a way that is not going to be too much for you as a human being so and this comes from this acceptance of so many things about you and it's 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 part of it is the vulnerability that we keep discussing and that we don't want to discuss now this is something that people probably listening to me right now have heard many times uh because maybe we are in that space and we read that kind of things and we listen to this kind of podcast but i'm trying also to relate this kind of uh, vulnerability issue to uh our society here in Ghana right now so um 
I remember at some point I, I got obsessed with one thing, <laughs> which was like, I don't think we make out enough in this country. And you might think this is a crazy thing, but uh, there is another incredible... Uh, uh, I mean, she has also a TED Talk, uh, which is probably as popular as, as Brina Brown one, but she's also... Uh, she's a researcher. She's a... Mm, she's studying the brain in love since forever. Her name is Helen Fisher. Uh, she has a bunch of book out and, uh, mm, uh, books out, and um, she describes the effects of uh, love on our brain. So, and, and, and the effect in terms of chemical reaction in the body when we engage in uh, physical contact of different levels. So, uh, the kind of... Um, chemicals released while having sex are very different from the chemicals released while making out. The making out uh, situation is more related to bonding and, and, and like, I mean, for female, uh, mostly, uh, because apparently men are trying instead to give us a sort of like, uh, uh, I mean, they create a different kind of connection. But anyway, so you need to read Helen Fisher books to understand exactly what is going on. But uh, uh, because it, I have to be short and so I cannot talk long about this. But the thing is, like, I started feeling that if we made out more, even in public, which is something that will never happen here for now, uh, we would spread more of that energy around us. Right. I mean, I come from Italy. We we make out in public. Oh, a lot. Like seriously. <laughs> no, not not a level that is just like gross. But it's like there's an exchange of affection in public that it's uh, sort of like well accepted. And um, uh, I mean, this is fun. But I, I was really thinking that uh, a lot of um, the um, the difficulty in dealing with some specific emotions in, in this society could be related to the fact that we are not uh, exchanging that kind of energy. And so when I was, uh, so when we think about being vulnerable, it has a lot to do with also with a way to deal with emotion because being vulnerable uh, can get you hurt. But if when you get hurt, people don't want to be around you because they don't know how to deal with your emotions, then it becomes a very lonely journey and it's very difficult to get through it. And, and it was tough for me, especially going through what I went through, because I had to realize that there's a sort of like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel it's like... It, 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 So I will describe it with, uh, with um, Abigail Ward, uh, my friend in New York, my Ghanaian friend in New York, who, I mean, we were talking about, I don't remember, some romantic stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. She was like, no, 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 don't cry. And we're like, why? She's like, no, no, because like, I don't know how to deal with that. So there's a level of vulnerability that people don't want to see exposed because it makes them feel uncomfortable. But... What I'm trying to say is that people will hurt you probably when you are trying to be out there and be outspoken. 
So you need to find that space when you don't allow them to hurt you anymore. And Brenna Brown says something that is very important about it. He says, she says, if you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked on occasions because you were being brave, I'm not interested in or open to your feedback. Period. There are millions of cheap seats in the world today filled with people who would never once step foot in that arena. They will never once put themselves out there, but they will make it a full-time job to hurl criticism and judgment and real and really hateful things towards us. And we have to get out of the habit of catching them and dissecting and holding them close to our hearts. We gotta let them drop on the floor. Don't grab that hurtful stuff from the cheap seat and pull it close. Don't pull it anywhere near your heart. Just let it fall to the ground. You don't have to stomp it or kick it. You just have to step over it and keep going. You can't take criticism and feedback by people who are not being brave with their lives. So I think that's what I've been doing. I've been able recently to take all the criticism by people that I respect because that's part of the game. No, I never thought I was always right in my entire life. I never thought that. I just thought that I had the right to say what I thought because I was out there daring. And so I thought I had the right to say things. Now, did I have to learn to say things in a better way? Yes. Did it take me work, a lot of work to do that? Yes, but that's the job. The job is to improve every single day. And I know I have to improve a lot and I will keep improving until I die. But I'm not going to beat myself up again, ever again, for being out there and being misunderstood. Because you're going to be misunderstood when you're out there. And, and that's okay. But don't catch the stuff that are coming from the chipsets. Don't catch them. Let them fall. Walk on it. And I can clearly envision myself walking on some recent things. And I'm like, you know what? I'm passing. I don't know what you're doing, but you are on the floor and I'm up here. So I can actually, without stepping on you, I'm just like going over you. Like, and, and that's, possible only if you find that space where you're really authentic and you're really true to yourself but so going back to daring greatly I'm very very grateful that I'm surrounded about people who are daring greatly every day I said it last time I have this amazing group of unicorns around me and now that's the people that I want around me 
again, don't allow in your space people that are not supposed to be in your space. If they're not there, they're not there. And there's nothing wrong with it. We, we cannot change everyone's mind. And we cannot think that we are always right. But the criticism that we need is the criticism from people that are in our energy level, in our space. Not from the chip seats. It doesn't make any sense. So that's what I always wanted people to understand. And I think at some point, before giving me that hug, what love understood. I don't think I'm always right. I never thought I'm always right. I think I'm allowed to have an opinion and I'm going to accept criticism all the time, but it has to come from people that are in the same space. The other ones are blocked, which is another funny story we could talk about because there was a blocking situation going on that made a lot of my friends laughing, but it's like, it's real. It's like, I don't have, do I have time? No. Do I want to get in that space? No. So I'm sorry. If you keep trying to get into my space, you will get blocked. And, and it's, I mean, that, that's, that's, you see, that's not how, that, that's the power of the medium. It's like, you know, yes, I can be connected with so many people with my social media, but also I can block all the people that I don't want to be in my space. And that's the good part of the story. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm making any sense today, but the point is there's, there's only one way to be courageous and to be brave. And it's about being vulnerable. And being vulnerable means that you're gonna experience a lot of love, but you're also going to experience hurt because it's like, I'm going out there without the armor. And so something is going to hit me, but it's okay. And it's important. And it's going to bring a lot of beautiful things in your life. I am very grateful again, because gratitude is what is very important at the end of the day. I'm very grateful even of the misunderstandings, because the misunderstandings made me, made me work on myself, but without betraying myself and betraying my truth. And in the long term, brought people closer. And that's a gift that I am very grateful of. So thank you if you've been here listening today. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, if you enjoyed it, please also follow Opinions Are Mine on all the digital platforms, but also follow and support the Gold Coast Report, which is our uh, production team, and they help us promoting the podcast, editing the podcast, giving us advice on how to uh, try to build the podcast culture in Ghana right now. And um, so please check out the Gold, Gold Coast Report on social media and also the website. You can easily find it. And, uh, and yes, follow, follow, subscribe 
to our podcast on Apple Music or Spotify. It's uh, it's important and it's uh, it's a way also to uh, create a space that is very very important because radio station don't allow us to have this kind of conversation yet. So yes, support the podcast culture in Ghana and uh, let us know what you think about uh, our opinions, even if they're still mine. Enjoy your day, nights, and, and, and weeks, and uh, I'll talk to you very soon. This has been a Gold Coast Report production. I'll be back.